Well, how you doing, everyone? Welcome to this episode of the Cajun Conservative Show, where we talk about life, we talk about liberty, we talk about the pursuit of happiness, and yes, we show the world that Cajuns do have intelligence. Hope you're having a good day, good week, wherever you are, because this is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Amen. Glory. Hallelujah. Hope you're having a good one. Ladies and gentlemen, the 130th episode of the Cajun Conservative Show. Getting ready a while ago, looked through my files, and I have all the files of where there's old episodes, and, and I seen the last one was 129. Ladies and gentlemen, 130 episodes. And look, I, I, not to toot my own horn, but I'm very proud of myself. Um, you know, doing the Cajun Conservative and Brothers Just Searching, we are like at 135. Granted, that one we don't record as often as the Cajun Conservative, but, um, you know, doing uh, 260 some episodes and uh, also devotionals and everything like that, uh, there's some podcasters and our YouTubers uh, or video photographers, whoever you want to call commentators, uh, vloggers, they don't get to this point of making 130 something episodes. So I am very proud of myself. We're working hard here at BGS Media to get the contents out, to expose the lies and introduce you to the truth. And I, I'm just happy, ladies and gentlemen, 130 episodes. And look, I know some of you have been there from the beginning when i remember a couple of people when i uh when i introduced uh, especially one good friend of mine he was on our show uh brandon porsche uh, a couple of weeks ago in a couple of weeks a couple of months now uh he was on the show and uh i remember when i told him i said man i'm doing a political podcast so brandon uh you're one of many i believe that stayed with me from day one i appreciate i love you brother and all my listeners ladies and gentlemen all if you have been here from day one or this is your first episode Thank you for joining this ride with me. I am I'm excited. This is your first time. Please remember to hit the subscribe button on the platform you are listening on. And uh, that helps out more than you know. Also, please tell a friend. I do my best to promote as much as possible, but word of mouth goes a long way. So go ahead, hit the subscribe button. If you like what you hear, send it out to a friend and, you know, let just let, let us let let us start spreading conservatism all over the nation. But at the same time, you know, let's, let's just get, let, let's get our friends involved. Come on, let's go. It's something good. All right. So let's start off, ladies and gentlemen. We look, I, I had a, I had a, uh, I, I'm, I'm going to do, I'm push my, my, my initial thoughts. Oh, well, I say my initial thoughts. I had, I had the whole show scheduled out, but I wanted to start off with the Tuesday night's debates. Uh, we've had uh, Monday and Tuesday, we had a slew of debates. Uh, we had Michigan's governor's race. We had the New York governor's race um, debate. Then we had John Featherman and Dr. Odds. Uh, Biden a few weeks ago, uh, well, a couple of days ago, went out to Pennsylvania to campaign for Featherman. And they listen, ladies and gentlemen, I've been saying this for the last couple of weeks. They don't want Joe Biden on the trail. We're, we're close to two weeks out to the midterms. And look, Trump's midterms, Trump was out there. Trump was campaigning. Barack Obama was campaigning in his midterms back in 2010. This is the first president. Think about this, that uh, political candidates are not asking the president to come. Usually the president shows up, the president helps out, the president tries to get the vote out, and ladies and gentlemen, it's not happening. 
Biden is nowhere to be seen. And Biden, a while back, we reported that Biden went ahead and uh, snapped at a reporter because when, when it was asked about this question about not getting invited, he's like, there's 15. There's 435 seats for the House of Representatives. And there's 35 Senate seats up. And you only got asked 15? But I have a, I had something else planned for this first segment, but I really want to dive into this because I really want to talk about, for sure, the John Featherman and uh, Mehmet Oz debate. And ladies and gentlemen, I, it, it did not surprise me what I watched on Tuesday night. It didn't. It did not surprise me what I watched, but I, I want to bring this out and I, look, and I was corresponding with a couple of my friends that are podcasters, C3, and, and, and all the ladies and gentlemen, this was bad. This debate, I'm not saying Mehmet Oz, and Mehmet Oz did well. He surprised me, but this is a TV personality. He, a per, he He's used to the cameras in front of him. He's used of being uh, under that spotlight pressure. But ladies and gentlemen, John Featherman started the night out when asking a question why are you qualified what makes you qualify to be senator the first thing goes hi good night folks like the debate started and finished and he caught it he caught himself and he just starts talking bad about mimeth oz when they asked him about fracking he's why well, i was i'm i was never against fracking when just months before he comes on and says he's totally against fracking um, you've had a lot of issues rise up. Um, well, let, let, he called Mehmet Oz a liar. We brought that out. Um, he talked about his stroke. He said, this is the elephant in the room. Ladies and gentlemen, he could not do this debate without close captioning. And we knew he did this with his interviews because we reported on NBC when they went ahead. Uh, one um, reporter interviewed him. They asked for closed captioning, and the reporter bluntly said he it was hard for him to understand anything without the closed captioning. That looked bad. La but ladies and gentlemen, look, I'm not trying to. I I, I want to make sure my audience understand. I want to make sure you, the person that's listening to this podcast or watching this video, understand. John Featherman, I, I'm not. I'm not. I, I'm not trying to attack his personality or his sickness, but ladies and gentlemen, it is blunt. Last night, we seen a candidate struggle on the debate stage. It is even reported now that Mehmet Oz, I heard it on with the odds, that he has a 20-point favor in, or the, um, the odds of him winning this thing went up by 20 points. Featherman stumbled on fracking. He went ahead and said he would not release his uh, his medical records. And we understand why, because Mem uh, uh, John Featherman had a stroke and he don't want to release his doctor's record. Now, his doctor is a donor to him and he released a medical uh, letter saying he was good to fit. Ladies and gentlemen, John Featherman was not good in that debate. How is he going to stand up to the debates in the Senate? They don't have closed captioning that I'm aware of in the Senate, ladies and gentlemen. How is this man's going to debate? If this man could not debate a TV personality. And look, ladies and gentlemen, John Featherman didn't have no answers. When bringing out, 
it was hard to listen to John. I'm not trying to make fun of the man. It was just, look, his condition is bad. And I think the world, because it wasn't just on now, it wasn't just on local television. News Nation went ahead and carried this. Ladies and gentlemen, it was hard. Look, there were some things he would speak. You, you didn't know what he was talking about. And look, there's a lot of people out there right now. A lot of people are saying this about, about John Featherman. You should not, uh, you, you should not uh, politicize his stroke. John Featherman was the one to stay in this race. And ladies and gentlemen, we should question his health. Because if his health's not good now and it doesn't improve... He's gonna. He, he possibly could be the United States Senator of the United States of America. That, I, as Dan Bongino said earlier today, listening to him, this could be a, possibly the fifty-first vote in the Senate on critical issues of our country. This man could not understand what was going on. Now, of course, his campaign thought he did an excellent job, even with the flaws. This is from Fox News. News star reflects Featherman's campaign claim that closed captioning was fail, filled with errors. What they were saying is that, hey, the reason we can't, uh, we couldn't do well at this debate, well, we would have did better if closed captioning. But News Star, the media company, uh, Next Star, said, hold on. No, there was nothing wrong. It was flawless. Ladies and gentlemen, this Dr. Oz, first off, did a great job. Like I said, I watched the debate from the opening statement, and Dr. Oz hit the issue. Now, he did hit Featherman a lot on his hypocrisy and things. And look, ladies and gentlemen, you listen to, I listened to one last night, a liberal commentator that pushed that aside. Look, hey, we're going to push his, uh, his illness aside. We're going to push his, uh, his, 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 his hardness to comprehend things. And we're just going to talk about Mehmet Oz, what Mehmet Oz was a hypocrite on, and what Mehmet Oz was this, and Mehmet Oz was that. Ladies and gentlemen, there was a lot of failures in this debate right here. There was a lot of failures by um, by Featherman. You can come on in. There was a lot of failures in this debate from um, from Featherman. There was a lot of hypocrisy of Featherman. Now, look, don't get me wrong. Look, all all politicians lie. I'm gonna be. I'm gonna bring out that point. I don't trust a, a politician more than I can throw a rock. Ladies and gentlemen, politicians lies as Democrat and Republicans. I have sat down behind this microphone already and criticized Republicans for lying. I have criticized Republicans. So in this debate, it was lies on both sides. I'm not going to sit here and lie to you, the audience. I'm going to be fair and balanced. But ladies and gentlemen, the, the, the key issue today is not on the policies they talked about. It's John Featherman's struggles at the microphone and struggles to understand a teleprompter ladies and, and it, he talks about how he was he spoken he spoke in front of 3000 some people ladies and gentlemen I, I really don't know how this man is functioning right now so that is one debate we had last night the second debate I'd like to talk about in this first segment and look I didn't watch this one but seeing the highlights it was pretty bad for the New York governor catchy Holcombs. Um, no, that was not a mistake. I, that, that's how I call her name. Had, uh, I, I still don't know how to say her name all the way. Hatchins, Houchins. 
But Zeldin and Hashins had a debate as well last night. That was before John Featherman and Dr. Oz. I really wish I would have got a chance to watch it. But ladies and gentlemen, the mayor of New York, I mean, the, 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 the governor of New York really don't care about crime. She got obliterated in this debate. Um, they came after, uh, let's go ahead. Representative Lee Zeland came after swinging, uh, against the governor, Kathy Holchin, uh, during Tuesday night's debate. This is from the daily war, by the way, in the New York global national debate. Now this is, this wasn't a global national debate, uh, or a global national race until we heard that Zeldin was in the lead, uh, was, uh, tied and in some polls had the lead. Also, we learned that in, in, uh, we're going to talk about polls in the second segment, by the way, as well. But we also heard that Zeldin was, uh, was winning in some polls and also the congressional seats around New York city. Um, when a duel was asking about crime in state Hutchins promoted law cracking down on gun rights and failed progressive, uh, policing. A furious Zeldin in turn ripped Democrat Kathy Holchin before a belief that only crime being committed are crimes with guns. You have people who are afraid to be pushed in front of an oncoming subway car. They're being stabbed, beaten to death on the streets with hammers. And this is the reply to, uh, this is, this is Zeldin again. Talk to the Asian American community and how impacted them with the loss of lives. Jewish people target with raw, uh, yeah, raw violence, anti-Semitic. Uh, I can't say that word. Semitic. Let's see. Yeah, go ahead, producer. Tell me, tell me what that word is. Uh, it's on the third paragraph. Semitic, something like that. Something against the Jewish people. Semitism. Anyway, on our streets, <laughs> we both can't say it. we Cajun. <laughs> it's K. It's Cajunality, man. Some words we can't say. That's okay. Half of the people can't say Buddha in the country, so we good. <laughs> anyway, it just so it just happened yesterday. The Republican continue. We need to be talking about all those other crimes, but instead, Kathy Holchin is being is busy patting herself on the back. Job well done. Right now, Zeldin said there should be a special session to overhaul the cashless bail and these other pro criminal laws with zero tolerance. Ladies and gentlemen, he attacked her on crime. Kathy Holstrom is not worried about every other crime that's going on. She's just happy that she's getting guns off the street. Ladies, think about this, too. She's proud of gun laws, and she's proud that she's taking guns off the street, but the only thing that can protect people are the, the, the good guy with the gun. Now, she said this is statistics show that this isn't right. You can't... Um, you uh, How did she say this? She said that a uh, good guy with a gun... It is uh, unprovable. It, it's it's been proven wrong multiple times. But here, your favorite Cajun conservative went ahead and disproved her multiple times. Now, also, um, also, she said on this after after all this debate on crime, she looked at Zelda and said, "Why are you worried about it? Um, every American should be worried about crime." Ladies and gentlemen, this is one of the biggest cities. There's some people, when they come from the Atlantic Ocean, they see the Statue of Liberty. New York is one of the first cities they enter into. There is muggings on the street. I, look, total separation. I've seen a video, uh, I think from Ben Johnson earlier, where he was showing our capital, the U.S. Uh, the, the U.S. capital, Washington, D.C., tent, having tent cities and trash and muggings. You know why? Because Washington, D.C. is run by the left. And, and look, every city that's run by the left, just think about this, ladies and gentlemen. Every city that is run by the left 
is in total chaos. High crimes, high violence, stabbings. Ladies and gentlemen, this is bad, but this is run by the left. And this is what some people want. Hutchins responds. This is from the Daily Wire. Hutchins responds to Zeldin demanding criminals be locked up. I don't know why you care. Ladies and gentlemen, you're, you're telling me the governor of a state where crime is high and wondering why somebody that's running for governor would care? Ladies and this is why people are leaving New York. This is why people are leaving California. Because New York ain't just the only one. California has high crime, have cesspools, has people urinating on the streets and sleeping on the streets. And look, they also had the... Warmer and Dexter debate. Um, they sparred off over abortion, COVID school closures. Michigan's the, the Michigan's debate is uh, was a uh, the, the the GOP had a good night. Let's just say it like this. And I really don't have time to get into that. But ladies and gentlemen, all these debates. I didn't even get into Chris and uh, Ron DeSantis the debate. Ladies and gentlemen, you would think if you listen to the View, which I hope you don't, but unfortunately I have to listen to it ever so often. Because uh, Goofy Whoopi, uh, it, it, it comes out, and we're going to talk about them in the third segment with Ted Cruz. But they all attack Ron DeSantis. Ron DeSantis with this. Ron DeSantis with that. Ron DeSantis had perfect policies, ladies and gentlemen. Not perfect policies, but he had better policies than the Democrats. Florida's thriving under Ron DeSantis. And the only thing that Chris could talk about was, well, you're going to promise to be the governor for four years? You're going to, you're going to. And he said, the only donkey I want to put out the pasture is this old donkey. Which pointing to the Democrats' mascot. And I hate to say it, and I hope I hope you don't mind me saying it. It's almost almost every political Democrat is a jackass anyway. And this is this is and that's what Ron DeSantis was talking about, ladies and gentlemen. This is it was just a bad night for the Democrat Party. Hulcherson didn't do Kathy Hulcherson didn't do good. Um, um, John Featherman, I just I spent a half a segment talking about how bad he performed. And also the Democrat candidate for the Michigan uh, gubernatorial race did had a bad performance. The Florida governor uh, debate, the Democrat had a bad performance. Why? I'm going to tell you that in the next segment coming right up after this break. How you doing, everyone? Isaac here. I'm the Cajun Conservative. And I want to thank Brother Lanny Hayes from Hayes' Dump Truck Service for their generous support of the Cajun Conservative and Brothers Just Searching. Hayes' Dump Truck Service serves the Lafayette and surrounding areas. If you have any job that you need done, like cleanup or hauling material to your job site or your home, we haul limestone, we haul sand, we haul topsoil, any type of material you need. If you're in the Lafayette and surrounding areas, please call Brother Lanny Hayes at 337-852-8043. Remember, Hayes' is Dump Truck Service, where Jesus is Lord of the company. All right, everybody, welcome back to the second segment of the Cajun Conservative Show. If you see a hand waving right here somewhere, you know, that is producer in training, Hezekiah. See, there's the hand right there. So you have fun, huh? You have fun. Yay, with his chip. 
They must like you must like training because you get to watch and see, you know, you're going to have fun anyway. So let's start back. Um, as I was saying in the first segment, ladies and gentlemen, the Democrat candidates had a bad night. And I, I said, I'm going to tell you why, because it is obvious they don't have answers for nothing. Ladies and gentlemen, the, the, the common denominator for all these debates, these three debates and also the one that was on Monday night with um, DeSantis and Chris. It, they all did not they did not have an answer for nothing they had to go around the questions or criticize their opponent featherman twice interrupted uh mehmet oz and one was in his closing statement where all every politician knows on those closing statements you don't you don't rebuttal nothing you don't say nothing that is the closing statement you respect your opponent Featherman didn't do that, ladies and gentlemen. He he called a social security, and Mehmet Oz wasn't even talking about social security. He attacked uh, Mehmet Oz on social security, saying, "Well, uh, you you want to go ahead and you want to cancel social security?" No, he, Mehmet Oz never said that. All, every Democrat saying that, by the way. Oh, Republicans want to cut social security and the Medicaid. There's no Republican that said that. Not one to my knowledge. I could be wrong for all you fact checkers out there, but I, I never heard a Republican run. Hey, we're going to call. We're going to cut social security and Medicaid. Never said that. But Mehmet, uh, um, John Featherman is, it, it, it believes that Mehmet Oz wants to cut that. He never, never wanted to do, but going back to it, these Democrat candidates, all four of them, could not answer a doggone question. Now, if I go to the other side, the left, if I was part of the left, I would say, well, the Republicans went around every question. But I can't say that, ladies and gentlemen, because if you watch all these debates and you see the highlights, the Republican Party, the Republican candidates had answers for everything. When you, when, you know why Kathy Hulchins was upset at Zen, uh, uh, Zedin, uh, Representative Zenon? I hope I said his name right. I just said it a while ago. That's bad. Uh, well, anyway, but you know why she was mad at the representative on crime? Because he was right. Her nostrils started flaring up. She started getting mad, and that's why she asked, I don't know why you care. Well, he's running for governor. He should care. If you run it, you, you should have the question. You should be able to defend your policies. That's the problem. This is what the problem with the Democrat Party is. They, they want to have our country so socialized and communistic that, that when, they, when, they, when they're in office and they're doing this, they want the American people to think that they have a, a American thought. Oh, we believe in the Constitution, and they don't care about the Constitution. They want to rip that paper up so bad. And they're trying to sound American, but uh, trying to uh, put... They're trying to go by the American Constitution, but impl the implement socialistic ideas, and it can't happen. This country was not built that way. That's why they can't, they're trying to give you something you want to hear. Oh, we're not we're not for taking away guns, but Kathy Holchins went ahead and put a gun law that said you couldn't conceal, and if you did conceal, you had to make sure that you needed it for protection. Ladies, you know what? You know, I'm going to be blunt, and some of you might get mad at me, especially you on the left. Kathy Holgerson, Chris Featherman, and the other lady, I can't remember her name right now, from uh, Michigan. 
You know they all have in common. They all are like Justin Trudeau from Canada. My last episode was, I'm glad I live in America and not Canada. Why? Because Canada just banned handguns. And every single Democrat in politics right now wants to ban handguns. But he's going to stop crime, Isaac. You're so stupid. No. I've proven time and time again behind this microphone. The only way to stop a bad guy with a gun is a good guy with a gun. When you when I brought out stories, the, the the mall shooting in Indiana, when that man was ready to shoot people, when he turned around, they had a guy with a gun pointing at him. Stop the assailant. At a birthday party, a mom pulled a gun out on a man with a long rifle and didn't get off one shot. Why? Because he was going to go ahead and shoot people. That mom, that was a law-abiding uh, citizen that carried a gun, defended her and her child. She saved people. And there's multiple accounts like that. But see, the media don't highlight that. But this is, and I'm using that as an example. They want to ban handguns, just like Trudeau. Trudeau. Every single Democrat. That's why they couldn't answer questions. That's why they're not focused on inflation, ladies and gentlemen. I, I was listening to a guy that was on the left that was breaking down the John Featherman and Mehmet Oz debate. And the first thing came out of his mouth, abortion. Oh, abortion. Mehmet Oz said this. Mehmet Oz said that about abortion and all. The thing of it is, people don't care about abortion. I covered this a few weeks ago. Well, a couple of episodes ago. People don't care about abortion right now. That is the sixth most important issue on the list. But you know what's on top of the list? Inflation, crime, border security. That's all on top of the list. But you did not hear not one Democrat citizen. Excuse me. One Democrat candidate from last night. Talk about them issues. They don't have an answer. They do not have an answer for none of this stuff. And that is my God honest truth on this. All right. So let's go ahead and talk about this because we're talking about debates. And polling is a, is an issue right now for the Democrat party. You look at every major poll. It's either a tie or the Republicans are more and more ahead. We talked about polls a little bit last episode. Now, the reason I am bringing this out again, because last Sunday you had the president of the United States and you had the speaker of the house talking to people in front of cameras and press conferences. And they like, I'm going to quote Nancy. I'm going to say what Nancy Pelosi said. She said, besides the polls, we're going to take over the House of Representatives. Don't really listen to the polls. That's basically a nutshell what she said. Then you have the President of the United States. This is from Politico. Biden predicts Democrats will turn the tide, despise polls. President Joe Biden said on Monday he was optimistic about the 11th hour swing in Democrat favor, despise polls showing Republican candidates gaining momentum in the, in the number of tight midterm races. Ladies and gentlemen, um, I can't think of the website right now. It is a real clear politics average have Republicans winning 53 seats in the house of representative. It has turned more states have leaned towards Republican and there's more states on a toss up. Why? Because there's a virtual tie in a lot of these polls. Then you had the times magazine asked a question on Monday. They wrote this article, uh, October 21st. No, October 21st was last Friday, correct? That was the concert. Let's go pull that up because I want to make sure it's correct. Yeah, so this this article was written Friday before this all this stuff happened. And the article 
uh, is titled, Are the Polls Trash? Maybe. Maybe. Are you overreading them? Definitely. That is the title of the Times article right here. And it says for most of any two years election cycles, but especially as we get closer to election day, we are flying blind, despite all the campaign ads and rehearsal speeches and fixed scandals. And in some rare cases, actually in-person debates, we don't know what team is going to do better turning their side out. We don't like sit, uh, setting with sitting with that uncertainty. So we turn to political jockeys, drug of choice polls. Ladies and gentlemen, so now the Democrats, the president, the speaker of the house, and some in the media are telling you not to listen to polls. I brought a brief, I believe I briefly brought this out and I want to go into depth with this. Isn't it kind of funny that these same Democrats were quoting all these polls just three months ago? when they were ahead by double digits, according to the media, they were saying polls were gospel, but now as they're losing or they, they is presuming they're losing, all of a sudden we can't trust a poll. We can't trust polls because you see, ladies and gentlemen, this is how the Democrats think. See, we're losing. And, and because we're losing, that means the poll must be inaccurate. And we, we really can't, can't, Go by them polls, ladies and gentlemen. That's what that's what the Democrats are saying. Because Biden and I honestly believe I, I doubt they 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 believe this, but they of course they have to be in front. But who get who? I don't know. Look, Nancy Pelosi and Joe Biden are some old farts that sit in Washington that don't. They, I, they might believe this stuff. I don't know. But ladies and gentlemen, they're telling you not to believe polls. Why? Because it don't look good for them now. Let's go according to this. This is one poll they want you to believe. It is, uh, let's go see right here. Yeah, it is from a CNN. This all happened on Monday. This all happened on uh, October 24th. A new CNN poll comes out right after they finished talking about polls. The CNN poll quotes, let me get to the top. In Wisconsin, um, Across two states with Republican-held Senate seats that could prove pivot of con to control of the chamber in this fall's election, one incumbent faces an evenly divided electoral, while the Democrats hold a narrow edge in, other, uh, 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 in the other, according to a new CNN poll conducted by SSR. In Wisconsin, the survey shows no clear leader with 50% of likely voters behind Republican Ron Johnson and 49% backing his Democrat challenger, state Lieutenant Governor Madeline Burns. In the race of retaining Republican seat Pete Toomey, seat in Pennsylvania, Democrat State L L Lieutenant Governor John Featherman stands out. This is before the debate. Just giving you a heads up. At 51% of Republican can uh uh, support to Republican candidate Mehmet Oz, 45% support amongst likely voters, an advantage narrow outside the survey margin of error. Now, ladies and gentlemen, this is polls they want you to look at. So according to CNN, the Wisconsin Senate race is tight. We, we don't know for sure, but that's a good sign for Democrats. Now, every other poll besides CNN has Ron Johnson winning by, I think, three or four points. And this poll right here 
says Mehmet Oz is losing a whopping 5% to John Featherman. Every other poll, every other poll besides CNN has them neck and neck. And I'm going to tell you why, to be honest with you. Now, now look, ladies and gentlemen, remember, Biden just told us that we're going to take our president's word. Don't trust polls. So I, should I trust this poll from CNN? But every news organization is pushing this poll. Well, even Fox News, I heard Fox News say that, well, you know, man, this is, I don't know if this is good. CNN went ahead and pulled it. I want to go ahead and quote you some numbers right here that I have. So when I see polls like this, I like to look into the weeds. I like to go ahead and dive into them. But let let me remember your narrative because Democrats are losing. If Democrats are losing, the poll cannot be correct. Now, this is according or they're saying, well, the polls might say this, but we think we're winning. And look, ladies and gentlemen, this is going to be a disclaimer. I don't trust polls. Since 2016, I don't. I will quote the polls because possibly that's what it could mean. That it could be winning, but the poll that's only going to matter is um, on November 8th, Tuesday, November 8th. And we're going to be in the studio. We're going to be doing election coverage. And, and look, ladies and gentlemen, like Georgia, okay, I'm going to be along with you. I think I think Hershon Walker is blowing that race out the water. That's my personal opinion. But polling, polling, polling has a neck and neck. There's a lot of what I'm seeing, what I seen last night from Republicans and what I'm hearing from people. I think this race, I think these races are a lot more, um, a lot more, uh, for the Republicans. And that is my opinion, but I, I quote polls. So, but I don't trust in polls. The only one I trust is November 8th. And sometimes you got to wonder on that. So anyway, but the CNN poll was conducted by SSRS from October 13th to the 17th. In Pennsylvania and Wisconsin, using a combined of online and telephone interviews. Now, I'm going to stop right here. Telephone interviews has been there for years. So you can kind of trust those. But ladies and gentlemen, online polling. Um, Don't you remember? I think it was CNN that said that online polling was unreliable. That's one issue. And two, why would CNN bash somebody like Newsmax that uses that method all the time? But go ahead and use the same method. Good question, ain't it? All right. They, the survey sam- uh, samples were originally drawn from two sources, uh, a probable base and an online panel, and a registered base sample. A combined result amongst a full sample of 901 registered voters in Pennsylvania had an error margin of plus or minus 4.1, in Wisconsin, it was 4.2 for the full sample of 905 registered voters. Likely voters were identified in each state through the series of questions about their intention to, interest in, and past history of voting, resulting in 703 likely voters in Pennsylvania, having a margin or a margin of plus or minus 4.6, and in a 4.5 uh, point for the sa- sample of 714 likely voters. In Wisconsin, so in West in, in Pennsylvania, they asked 901 people. Only 703 were likely voters that count. Then you have Wisconsin, 900. Uh, let's see, no, 905 in Wisconsin. Only 714 came out. Ladies and gentlemen, can I tell you the population of Pennsylvania and 
Wisconsin? Because, ladies and gentlemen, if they only ask 700 and some people, that's a lot. You might think that's a lot of people. Correct? No, not a lot. Well, you know, you see 700 people, like, man, that's a lot of people. But if you see. Yeah, but that, that's the thing. So let's go throughout the whole state. The population of Pennsylvania is 12.76 million people. And they only got a sample of 704 people to answer the questions or in likely voters. So this rises another question. And look, they don't show this. I cannot find this nowhere. CNN, you did a great job hiding the numbers. Ladies and gentlemen, how many of them, how many of the 74 people, 704 people were Democrat and Republican? You can't find it. They don't ask that. Now we're going to go to Wisconsin because 905 and it's a little better. But in Wisconsin, 5,807,000 people live in Wisconsin. Five, five million or close to six million. We give it around it off six million. And they'll only ask 703 likely voters. No, no, no. 714 likely voters in Wisconsin. <laughs> but we can't trust polls. Ladies and gentlemen, I don't know the margin. Some of these polls are asking 2,000 people, 3,000 people. And we cannot, <laughs> we cannot trust polls that actually more, more, probably more diverse. But we can trust CNN. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the whole problem. Now, I bet the they, they all are are quoting this. I know, oh, look, look, CNN has us high because it makes them look good. Ladies and gentlemen, all I know is the Biden administration is insisting. Now, this is from political. Biden insists the polls will turn in Dems favor. Privately, the White House is in, in shambles, basically. They, uh, they, uh, they have anxiety. Ladies and gentlemen, the only reason the White House would have anxiety going into a midterm election, they know they're about to lose. And I promise you that red wave is coming, ladies and gentlemen. I don't trust the polls. I'm watch, I watch this stuff all the time. But ladies and gentlemen, this right here is showing that the Democrat Party is running scared. And we've been saying that, I've been saying that for the last three episodes. The Democrats are running scared because they know they're about to lose their power and they're about to lose any control they had of the, of the country. On that note, we'll be right back after this short break. Cheers and good on you, boys and girls. My name is Scott Ford, and I have a show on Rumble. It's the Scott Ford Show, all in one word, the Scott Ford Show, and it's on Rumble. And I also have a motivational success show on YouTube. So go ahead and subscribe and ring that bell. That would mean a lot to me. Enjoy your life. Thank you, Isaac. God bless. You're my peace of mind When this old world seems to get me down You're my hope and Dad, I hit the wrong button. How you doing, everybody? Welcome back to the third segment of the Cajun Conservative Show. We need to put that out the way uh, because I don't want to get sued by Dr. Pepper. Uh, anyway, 
you know you know how it is copyright issues and all that stuff so anyway guys look that's why you did a good job hezekiah good job ladies and gentlemen and look this is more state news for me but i hope it happens i hope because ladies and gentlemen first off um bill cassidy was one of the nine Republican senators that said, I'm going to impeach Donald Trump because I think Donald Trump did this in the, in the January 6th. And I, you know, he also said that we, he listened to his constituents, his constituents wanted Donald Trump to be impeached, which was not true. Uh, but, and look, he didn't, he wasn't up. Look, I wish it would have been him running instead of John Kennedy because I would have voted against him and we would have got him out of office. Unfortunately, that ain't happening. But anyway, I hope this happens because I think it would show backstabbing Cassidy his favorability. I did a big word right there, favorability, um, in the state of Louisiana. Why do I say that? Because this article came from kpl965.com. Is one of Louisiana U.S. senators looking at running for governor in 2023? It was written by Joe Cunningham on October 24th of 2022. There have been previously been there has previously been speculation that Senator Bill Cassidy, backstabbing Cassidy, of course, was looking to run for governor on in 2023. However, that speculation has shot up in recent days, with political observers noting that the senator has a fundraising coming up. In the state this week, conservative pundit Scott McKay at the Hayrod made note of this last week. Back in the spring, Cassidy had a little media buzz, mostly driven by a couple of stories in the advocate uh, posing, uh, uh, presenting him as in the middle of an off-the-road opinion of uh, opinion voters may like. Then a couple of polls were done in the race showing minimal support for Cassidy candidacy and and that talk seemed to fade away, but now it's back. And apparently it's real. If Cassidy gets in, we have the ability to raise a good amount of money outside of Louisiana, not in Louisiana, you Louisiana citizens. You heard that right outside the state, not from inside the state. Uh, that might make uh, Nungasser unviable and send him back to running for reelection as Lieutenant governor. Cassidy might have less of an effort on Stroder whose position to his right. Um, so ladies and gentlemen, there's speculations right now and that Bill Cassidy might run for the Louisiana governorship. And like I said, I hope he does. Cause ladies and first off, if he, if none guess will get out, that'll be fine by me. None guess. I don't none guess has been a okay. Uh, Lieutenant governor, but there is, there is reports out there that Elbert Guillory, is running for lieutenant governor, which he has promoted that already. So he's going to run up against Elbert Guillory. And Elbert Guillory is way more better conservative than Billy Nungasser. And secondly, this is the only thing I don't like about this. If Bill Cassidy run, it will split the vote and we'll have a bill. We'll have a um, John Bell Edwards issue again. What you mean, Isaac? We Look, Bill Cassidy shouldn't even look at this, the governor's seat, but he will because he likes attention or he just likes causing uh, division. Jeff Landry should win that seat hands down. There has not been a Democrat candidate come out and said they're running for governor yet. 
But if Bill Cassidy gets in there and you have Jeff Landry, he's going to split the vote. And guess who's going to walk right in? The next Democrat governor of the state of Louisiana. Because Democrats have figured out with this primary system, you put two Republicans fighting each other, it's going to split the vote. You put one Democrat, bam, it's done. They're governor again. That's the only fear I have. But ladies and gentlemen, I hate to say it. I don't think Bill Cassidy will get an ounce of support. Probably from New Orleans. Maybe from New Orleans. But and look, and look, I say I hope he does. I, look, there's a lot more bad than good, but I think it would show Bill Cassidy how favorable he is in the state. I'm going to keep an eye on this because if this does happen, I wonder if he's going to come on the Cajun Conservative show. He should. You know, he don't go on Moon Confirmed because he don't like that and getting that tough questions. So, hey, you know, I think I think it'll be, be pretty good. So, all right, let's go. I want to talk about another senator that uh, I have some issues with this senator, but... Overall, he is doing well. So Ted Cruz has just wrote a new book and is talking about the Justice Department and how the Justice Department is not is doing it has a double standard, which it has been. Ladies and gentlemen, Hillary Clinton did 30,000 some emails, top secret emails. But because she didn't mean to delete them, they let her go. But Donald Trump supposedly has top secret letters in his home oh they got to raid his home subpoena him they got everything under the book we have a tutorial judicial system so ted cruz wrote a book on that and ted cruz was in new york and look he's apparently he had a bad week uh first off well i say a bad week i think ted cruz likes the debates but ted cruz went ahead and went to the yankees astros game in, in bright orange and look for all my astro fans out there yes we won. We're going back to the World Series. Yankee fans, I'm sorry for your hurt. <laughs> Producer Hezekiah is like, no. You watched the game Sunday night by any chance? Was it good? I didn't get a chance to watch it. I was busy. Yeah, it was on. You watched it on walk-ons? It was after practice. I got you. I got you. So anyway. Like I said, we need to get the producer a mic so he can talk to me. Anyway, but no, but uh so the Astros won, but while Ted Cruz was walking out. Ladies and gentlemen, and I thought there was some, I, I know New York had some, some mean people, but saying F you, Ted Cruz, and oh, you are a slaughter of millions, and you, ladies and gentlemen, they tore up Ted Cruz. Now, this is the difference things right here, because I mentioned this as well, but you see, I'm balanced. I mentioned when a Republican gets booed and when a Democrat gets booed. Because Jill Biden was booed in Philadelphia just two weeks, I think two weeks ago at the time of this recording. She was booed at a Philadelphia game. You didn't hear from the media. I heard it from conservative pundits and conservative newspapers and conservative channels. But you didn't hear it on CBS. You didn't hear it on CNN. Ted Cruz goes to New York and he gets called F you Ted Cruz and he gets belittled in front of front of thousands of people and there's people videotaping it and the media went berserk you see people don't like ted cruz this is the shows people don't like conservatism and it's, it went out through all the major networks this was a big this is big news right here now was it wrong absolutely but ladies and gentlemen just remember because i'm going to play you a clip of whoopee whoopee in a little while how she says the left don't engage in political violence. 
or name calling. Now, this ain't the first time. Ted Cruz was in a restaurant trying to have a meal with his wife a few years ago, and a man came up pretending he wanted to take a picture with Ted Cruz, and he started telling Ted Cruz all kind of stuff just to get his 15 minutes of fame on TikTok. But anyway, so that happened on Sunday night. Monday, however, and I, I still don't know why Republicans go on this show, but they do. God bless them. And I'm kind of glad because Ted Cruz did really hold his own in this interview, went ahead and talked to The View. Now, Ted Cruz really brought The View to school because they brought out issues to him like inflation and he was dead on it. Now he, they did have to, they had to, they had to stop the show a few times because if you watch the clips, Ted Cruz started talking and they start, some people started griping about climate change. They started protesting and, and cutting off Ted Cruz and they weren't even talking about climate change. They were talking about inflation and Ted Cruz was giving the numbers. Everything was correct. What Ted Cruz was doing. And at one point, they had to block out the sound because all you heard from the crowd was F Ted Cruz. So they had to shut off the commercial and all that stuff. But Ted Cruz, ladies and gentlemen, was phenomenal. He went ahead and told them about inflation with the numbers. He was saying how they're politically biased and, and all. He even brought out some paper. But now, this is what I'm going to come. This is why I wanted to show this right here. And if you're watching on YouTube, but it's going to go on the audio. I want to show you what happened to Ted Cruz when they started, they started asking him about election deniers. And ladies and gentlemen, the, the view is acting like the Democrat Party has never denied elections or they never went ahead and questioned elections. And this is a minute, a minute and 30 seconds, but you're going to enjoy this minute and 30 seconds, ladies and gentlemen. J just listen to this right here for a second. try to say the election was fair and square and legitimate. You know who y'all don't do that to? You don't do it to Hillary Clinton, who stood up and said, Trump stole the election. You who said that the election was stolen. They sat here yes. and said it was That's illegitimate, right. and, and, it and was. you guys were fine with it. Okay, so, so, so it's illegitimate did, did when Republicans she, did, did, win. But well, let's stop right here for a second, okay? The election, uh, the election deniers, all of you election deniers, listen up. Whoopi is an election denier. Oh, what? what, 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 what? How dare you? No, because I'm going to play back the clip. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to play back the clip. And I didn't mean to do this, but this has caught my attention. When he said you had Hillary Clinton on here denying the election of 2016, saying it was stolen. And then they made the point where she conceded. Yeah, she did concede. But Hillary Clinton kept on saying it was stolen. Wolpe just said that Hillary Clinton was right in the 2016 election was illegitimate. Just listen right here. I'm going to go back to it. I'm going to go back to it right here. Again, this is on The View. This is Wolpe saying that she believed the election was illegitimate. Legitimate, and, and, and you guys were fine with it. Okay, so, so, so it's illegitimate when Republicans win. Okay, so we're going to stop right here again. Ted Cruz is correct. See, it's illegitimate when Republicans win, but not when Democrats win. Because you just heard Whoopi say, yes, it was. Ladies and gentlemen, Ted Cruz is taking the view to school. When you have Whoopi Goldberg, and this is why we call her Goofy on the show. This is why we call her Goofy. 
Because Goofy Whoopi is it's saying that the 2016 election was illegitimate, but she's gonna go in the same voice and say the 2020 election was everything was hunky dory. Ladies and gentlemen, you cannot talk. This is hypocrisy at its finest. This is hypocrisy at its finest. Now, look, I don't agree what happened at on January 6th. I don't think there's one simple-minded Republican that says that. But ladies and gentlemen, Ted Cruz just took him to school. Let's finish. Here's the thing. We may not like when Republicans win, but we don't go and we don't storm. We don't try to change, but we'll go to did I miss an entire year of Antifa riots where cities across this country were burning and, and police cars well, were being yeah, fired? I guess you Your position is the left doesn't engage in violence, really? No, they wanted to nuke our friend Mike Pence. We like, how didn't do we do, make you sense just of that? accused us of doing something we didn't do. You said Hillary Clinton didn't say whatever she didn't say. I'm saying to you, listen. And she said we it's sitting here, and you we were fine come, with her saying it was illegitimate come, yes, for, for Republicans her it was. to win. She called so Donald Trump the next opinion. morning, and yeah. she conceded the election, Ted. Okay. She did, but at the same time, after the view, after the election, she went on the view and said it was stolen from her. And also, let's get to you. I want to just wrap this all up in one nutshell. Look. She sat there while, while Donald Trump Hillary was getting Clinton sworn in. Hillary Clinton says Trump is an illegitimate Two president. Hillary Clinton right. says the it's election is stolen from you. Hillary Clinton in 2002, George W. Bush was oh, selected, not elected. Work. Joe Biden, oh, Al Gore was, was elected president. So Joe Biden yeah. claims George W. Bush is illegitimate. Other, right? Okay, so we're going to stop it right there because that's when the views started getting their casons on a bunch. Ladies and gentlemen, a couple of things I want to say right here. One, she didn't know what an Antifa, Antifa riot was. Don't they know about the summer of love? Don't they know about the summer of love when you had you had all you had all these people running down? And look, this was on the news, ladies and gentlemen, Fox News, CNN. She didn't know what an Antifa riot was. Um. She didn't know what Hillary Clinton said. You notice how she started mumbling, humming, blah, 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 blah. She didn't know what to say. Ted Cruz was correct. And also, when Ted, when she said, well, we don't go and riot. We don't go ahead and turn the Capitol. Yeah, but for political agenda to be passed, you went ahead and burned cities down. Ladies and gentlemen, look, this is the thing. I do not agree with January 6th. I did not agree with the riots. I didn't agree with none of that stuff. But when you have the Democrat Party or someone on the left saying, that's right. That's not right. But it's the same thing where I just said I wasn't right. I was right. But it's not right for them to do it. That's called hypocrisy. Now, ladies and gentlemen, Ted Cruz did mention uh, he brought out paperwork. That was amazing. He brought out paperwork and he's like, look, this is what Hillary Clinton said. And you had the view scrambling because they did not know what to say. Why? Because Ted Cruz put him on the spot. Right after this, Whoopi goes ahead and says, we don't have time. We don't have time to talk no more. We don't have no time. We got to go to commercial. We got to go. Ladies and gentlemen, same thing as the first, uh, as the second segment I was talking about. When Democrats don't have answers, nobody on the left has answers. Ladies and gentlemen, this is, the view gets comfortable because you have five yakky women on this show. One, two of them are supposed to be Republican conservatives, which they're not more conservatives than that doorknob, that doorknob that's on the door right there. Ladies and gentlemen, 
these women talk bad about Trump. These women talk bad. But when they get a little bit of competition or get challenged just a little bit, they start to flare up. How dare you? How you? And even when you, you can't scream to us, you can't scream to us. We said we don't scream. Ladies and gentlemen, for the last Sunday night and Monday, Ted Cruz got treated bad, really bad by people. But this is something about the left, and I learned this studying these people that are on the left. They cannot handle the truth. This isn't just on the national scale. These are people that I, I know certain Democrats in my life. And look, I'm surprised we're still friends. But ladies and gentlemen, when you present the truth to them, and all they can do is slander you and cut you down like they did Ted Cruz here, you know you hit a spark. Ladies and gentlemen, the left cannot handle the truth. The left cannot handle the truth because they are they, they're, they're either deceived with all kind of lies or they just don't care and they, they distrust whatever the politician says or the person on the left says. They cannot handle the truth. Then they don't want the truth. And look, like I said, I don't know. Look, I'm glad Ted Cruz went on this show. I normally don't endorse Republicans doing that, but he got the word out, ladies and gentlemen. Look, I, was there shady things in 2020? Possibly. But ladies and gentlemen, don't criticize Republicans that think something was wrong when you did it in 2016, 2010, and all the other elections in between. Because you just start looking foolish. On that note, I'm going to go ahead and close out the show today. Um, that's all the time we have. And I just want to thank you again from the bottom of my heart for you listening to the Cajun Conservative Show. Again, if this is the first time, please hit the subscribe button on the platform you are listening on. Uh, go ahead and tell your friends. Go ahead and check out the website, thecajunconservativeshow.wordpress.com. Go check out Twitter, the Cajun, at the Cajun Show. Go check out the Truth Social page at the Cajun Conservative and also Facebook at the Cajun Conservative. Until next time, be blessed, be encouraged. Remember, Jesus Christ is coming back, and he's coming back soon. So don't be afraid of heart because Jesus has overcome the world. If you want to know Jesus as your Lord and Savior, email me, and I'll tell you how to make Jesus your Savior and heaven your home. Until next time, be blessed, be encouraged. You have a good one. Bye-bye.